Welcome to Deed and Truth, a podcast where we explore loving God and loving our neighbors, not just in words, but also in actions, and with the Bible as the source and standard of truth. I'm your host, Tommy Morris. On this week's episode, Dwayne and I will continue with part two of defining the terms. This week, we're looking at the very title of this podcast as we define the terms deed and truth. So we'll be looking at what society means when they use those terms and what we mean when we look at them from a biblical standpoint. Let's jump in. All right, so our third definition, third term is deed. So we get to the title of the podcast, Deed and Truth. So indeed, you know, what we are obviously talking about a verb, an action word here, you know, modern society even has their own terms of what uh, would be considered a good deed or even a Christian. You see this now, right? right. You see this now. What is showing a good deed or being showing um, love and action as a Christian means what it, right now a lot of it's COVID-based, right? It means right. getting vaccinated or wearing your mask, staying home or, you know, doing online church instead of in person. And these, these are a lot of the things we're hearing right now because of where we are. Mm-hmm. Prior to COVID, you know, it was other things. It was participating in this rally or that rally or this parade or that parade or or even just going back to even just simple moralism that, that I think most conservative Christians would agree with. In modern society, I think right now a lot of awareness and advocacy, we talked about that earlier, are, are things that are viewed as good deeds, mm-hmm. you know, in society. What I would call, instead of good deeds, I would virtue signaling really is what I would call it. Right. Because nowadays a person cannot give money or food to someone who's homeless without pulling their iPhone out first and videoing it or taking a picture. I mean, right. they, or they have their own camera crew following around while they do these things. Well, it's like, if you're going to give to charity using Venmo, you don't have to put caption, like saving the kids <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> on the status, you know, like as you're, as you're right. giving to yeah. like one of these organizations, it's just people want to be recognized for being on the right side right. of Whatever the cause is. Yeah, whatever yeah. the cause is. Yeah, I think that's the thing. I mean, uh, terms we heard, I, I think a couple of years ago, we kept hearing this, starting the conversation. Mm. That was a big one. Well, I'm doing this, and I'm just trying to start the conversation. And it's like, But the but we started finding nobody ever wanted to actually have the real conversation. Right. Or, or all they wanted to have was the conversation, and they never wanted to actually get to the deed. Right. Right. It was like, I'm, I mean, in the past, when uh, my brother worked in uh, a group that fought against human trafficking. And he would get this. There were a lot of people who wanted to start the conversation about human trafficking. Well, that's when we say deed, that's not what we mean. Like starting a conversation or posting things, all this awareness online. I'm not saying it doesn't help. I'm not right. saying it's not needed. But I think the problem was the people viewed that as the deed. That's not the deed. Like you never actually went and got your, you don't, you don't want to get your hands dirty. Well, I was actually guilty of this. Oh. I was, I was guilty of the starting the conversation thing. Okay. I spec a challenge. Had oh, yeah. no idea what ALS was. Okay. Like no idea whatsoever. Got challenged to do the I spec a challenge. Did the challenge. Was cold in the t- bathtub. Made a video. Challenged some other people. And they're mm. like, yes, yeah, so, I mean, here's the place where you can donate. And I'm like, donate to what? Right. You know, like I, I thought this little action of bringing awareness right. or starting the conversation was the deed. Yeah. And I had no idea like the sickness behind it. Mm. Had to do some research, got schooled by my wife who was just like, no, this is a real thing. And this is like a big, wow. So then we ended up giving, you know, yeah. like once I, but I mean, that was case in point of one of those things or, or the protests that we've seen. Yeah. A lot of people participating in a protest where they believe that somehow them shouting and 
the in the street is going to bring right that that's the thing that we need to do and it's like no the the deed's yeah. a little bit different so. yeah so it's it's kind of like shouting from the rooftops i.e social media right about the injustice injustices surrounding like poverty mm -hmm. right and maybe in that there being like inadequate schooling or mm -hmm. you know inadequate health care in in more impoverished communities and it's the the people who want to shout out the need for change but they aren't going to go in those neighborhoods right right they're not trying to feed the homeless or give clothing or donate their time to some kind of project that's like painting or rebuilding something or you know it's just it's yeah we view we view the the advocacy and the awareness and the the starting the conversation as the deed but we really need to get out and and, and get to action i mean i've been guilty of this before right. right too like well i'm you know advocacy i'm i'm talking about i'm helping people understand the needs that are out there but i'm not meeting any of the needs i'm not going out and and actually sacrificing and then you know if if i could get away with donating a little money to where it didn't i would even that that not that's needed it is right. needed you know but at what point are we are we willing to go and and do more right? and and i mean like just to clarify we're also speaking in very broad generalizations there's a lot of people doing a lot of good things like within the church true, you know that true, true. there's a lot of organizations you know one of the uh, organizations that we support as a church and i've support with my personal business is heart of the bride yes and you know like all that kind of stuff but at the same time you know it's hard to answer the call of there's someone in need right in front of you on the corner of the street and you walk right by them because you're going to the store right at you right. know like right, right. The, it, it's it's hard to answer the call to do the deed right there right yeah and you know that's yeah. a that, that's a challenge for that's first world problems yeah know? Yeah, and it's good. I mean, I don't, so I don't want to discount those who do advocacy or those who give. Mm -hmm. You know, when I, I did some studies on missions and they talked about that not everybody's the missionary. Right. Some people are the senders. You know, some people are the equippers. There's the supporters, those who support financially, those who support in prayer, those who help raise up and train and, and raise up those disciples who can be sent to the mission field. So everybody's a different gifting and a different role. And it's not to say that in every element of whatever the cause is, everybody needs to be going out and getting their hands dirty. You know, but my question is for us to all search our heart and ask, like, you know, when we look at deeds, am I content for my deed to always be talking about it? Mm -hmm. but never being about it. Right. right. And I mean, so I got put to test with this, right? Because, you know, I talked a lot about missions and I, I even, you know, in Bible school took the class on missions and, you know, was started watching videos. It's a family together about it and talking about it more. And that was cool until the one night that Helena came home uh -huh. <laughs> from a service and I had been at work that day and said, uh, we need to pray, right? <laughs> I want us to pray about doing mission work. And all of a sudden this very thing, right? The deed, right. where, where, where is my heart in doing the deed? Well, aren't we supposed to have a conversation first? <laughs> right. Let's start that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, well, that conversation, <laughs> right. it, it, started, it happened that night. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And, but man, it really tested my heart on this and where my heart was and, and what I am willing to do when I say, God, I surrender, mm -hmm. you know, or the words of Isaiah, here am I, send me. Like, I'll go, right? I will go. So it is It is definitely more than just being a keyboard warrior. You know, the biblical, so I looked up from 1 John 3, the, the actual Greek word that I'll probably butcher, but ergon. And it, it meant that the, deed, the word deed is translated to toil or to labor and to work. I mean, it's like even even word or or 
deed. But when you throw words like toil mm-hmm. and labor in there, right. like, whoo, that's so those are big is, words. Yeah, this is supposed to be challenging. It's yeah. difficult. It's work. Yeah, yeah, it is definitely it is definitely work. So so yeah, just reading that Greek, even for me, I mean, I I understood this is a word of action, but seeing those words in the definition, I was like, wow, that just changes my perspective even more mm-hmm. on what it means to go out and love in my deeds, in my actions. Psalm 51, verse 16 and 17 says, For you will not delight in sacrifice, or I would give it. You will not be pleased with a burnt offering. And this is the verse that really gets me. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart. Oh God, you will not despise. So in that, when you know, it's it's speaking to what God really wants. Like all of our sacrifices, all these things that we maybe try to do to either show out in front of man or even to try to please God. Ultimately, it's your heart that he wants, you right. know? And so that's why we, even when we talk about the deeds, we're saying, where is my heart in this deed? Am I doing this for me? Am I doing this for show? Am I doing this as this supposed sacrifice for God? But my heart is arrogant because God's saying, well, I'd rather just have your heart. Right. I'd rather not have that deed, you know? And it's it's interesting too, because a lot of times when we get into deeds, it's either to to show out like that yeah. or, or it's to try and pay for something. Yeah. Like to pay a debt, like oh well, you know, if if God forgave me, then I I, I owe him or or something. Right. When, yeah, when yeah, really, yeah, yeah. really, when it's coming out of the right place, it's gratitude. It's right. like, of course, God, I'm going right. to do this. We're not trying to pay him back right. for his salvation or his blessing because we can, or we're not trying to earn his favor because yeah, we never never can. There's nothing we can do, no amount of deeds that's ever enough to pay him back. But yes, out of the heart of gratitude. So the final one is truth, and this is man. And this is a big one. Right. Uh, it's really foundational for everything else because this is another one that has become so twisted in modern society. And, and I would say the most first word I put on our little notes is fluid. That to me sums up where modern society has come with the word truth. The, yeah. it, it is fluid. It is ever changing. Right. Well, and the other thing is with that is I have my truth mm-hmm. and you have your truth. Right. And they can both be true. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. Even if they are direct opposites, cool. they can yeah, exactly. completely, yes, because that makes sense. Right, yeah, because there are no absolutes. So right. with no absolutes, your truth can be true, and my truth can be true, because my truth is true to me and my circumstances, Right. you know, and yours are true to you and your circumstances. And again, it's, it's that desire to not feel bad, right. because truth implies that there's right and there's wrong. Yeah. And so... If you have a right and you have a wrong, right? There's a possibility that you're not on the right side. You could right. be on the wrong side. So, Correct. like, and that doesn't feel good to be on the wrong side. No, definitely not. And I can tell you, it doesn't feel good because I've been on the wrong side plenty <laughs> of times. I've been I've been wrong so many times. Yeah. you know, and it still hurts. Yeah. it's funny because it's just like you you fall so many times in the wrong side and you're just like man i wish i could get used to this pain of being wrong but yeah you know it and so i, I again it's it's easy to empathize with people having an aversion to being wrong so wanting to be on the right side and right. then just well we can all be right yeah but that isn't real truth right and that isn't reality at yeah. all and so yeah. it's it's very hard to deal with these people sometimes because 
all of a sudden, any kind of conversation that you have, we were starting the conversation, yeah. with you, but any kind of conversation that you have all of a sudden just skips logic. Oh, yeah. And then you're just like, so, you know, I was outside and um, it was raining. And it's like, well, I, I don't think it was raining. <laughs> I think more that the, the sky was crying. And it's uh. like... Well, I mean, that actually sounds like something you would hear nowadays, yeah, unfortunately. Like, you know, I mean, like, yes. well, if you like to appeal to science, we can talk right. about, you know, how water evaporates and, yeah. you know, comes clouds and yeah. all that kind of stuff. And it's just like, no, it was the sky is sad because of, you know, and, and it's just and like insert said cause. Right. Right. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. And uh, this, this, this or this, the sky the earth was sad right and 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 wept all over you yeah and uh it's just it's painful because it's like but what is the truth though right and and then it's like well that's my truth and that's how i feel and you know i'm not really christian or anything i'm spiritual (laughs) yeah 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 i've heard that you know like often and and what that means is i like the good things out of the bible and the other things that challenge me i'm just gonna or convict me i'm just gonna kind of let that fall yeah Yeah, I'm going to cut and paste my truth from multiple religions because <laughs> right. I'm going to take all the things I like from them. The coexistence yes, stickers. And and so right. so a lot of, another thing about modern truth is is people, it's based on experiences, mm-hmm. right? That it's not just fluid and like what, you know, my truth is whatever I want it to be, but a lot of it is based on my, well, I experienced this, so this is because of that. Because of my experiences, this is my truth, mm-hmm. right? Or, or not even this is my truth, this is truth right right and and you you just see this with tons of different things i mean <laughs> i don't know i will well, probably get blocked bringing up too much covid stuff but <laughs> so there was a case where we're here in northwest florida we're a little more open uh-huh. and you know in regards to restaurants and and things like that and a little more free <laughs> you said it not me <laughs> i said it yeah <clears throat> all right my name's pat howell and, no, <laughs> and you can cancel me i cancel myself so um yeah but but living in northwest florida things were definitely different here things were more open and free and you know we were i mean you and i we were getting back and eating in restaurants together and hanging out and a year and a half right and i never Got COVID. Going mm-hmm. places, not wearing a mask in all of them. I mean, sometimes I wore a mask in the store. Sometimes I didn't. A lot of times it depending on how many people were in there or mm-hmm. how I was feeling. But, you know, I did this, you know, for the better part of a, I don't want to say year and a half because things were shut down at first. So for a solid year. And, and I never got COVID. And I was in Nashville. And there was one employee at this place we went. And the other employees were bragging that the entire time she has worn a mask, social distance, like to the point that like when they had... They had this one event, uh, I don't remember if it was somebody's baby shower, bridal shower, but something that they did for one of their employees, and everybody went but her. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they were, like, bragging on her, saying she's followed all the strictest guidelines, and she's the only one here who never got COVID, right? So the way society works today with truth being based on experiences, right, mm-hmm. you would say, okay, well, so she followed every protocol imaginable, wore mask, double mask, social distance, didn't go to any kind of group outings, um, didn't go to restaurants, none of that, you know, probably had, I think had food delivered to the house. I mean, she took every protocol imaginable and she was the only one at her place of employment who did not get COVID. Right. So based on her experience, then you would say truth is you have to do all of these things mm-hmm. so that you don't, so that you never get COVID. 
Mm-hmm. Right. But then me, I'm going out. Right. I'm very social. I'm eating in restaurants. I'm still shopping, you know, at Publix and I'm not always wearing a mask and I'm traveling for work. And I had also not had COVID at that time. Right. So now my experience. So which of our experiences is truth? Right. Right. Tr- honestly, neither one. They're right. just different experiences. Right. Right. You know, and so it's, but, but that's what society wants to do. It's, well, this is what I experienced in this situation. So that means it's true. And I, and it's funny because I think we immediately forget our limitations. Yeah. So for instance, we're both based in the South. Yeah. So our, our views are kind of colored in the South and and the the culture of the South. We're in a military town. So like we have a lot of military influences, even if we're not in the military currently or anything like that. Um, There's a lot of experiences that happen just because of our surroundings, the people we surround ourselves with, um, the things that we are privileged to see or not see or whatever. Those things color what we think or how we think. Right. And that truth is completely different when you go to seattle right or new york yeah or texas or you know like ohio or any of these different places all of a sudden it's just like oh now i'm getting a bigger and broader view of different people's stories how things really are going getting that kind of information so i understand having a hard time finding truth yeah when it comes to social social things and everything like that i just don't understand how people come to the conclusion that their tiny experience yeah is absolute truth yeah and i think that the interesting thing that you see with this is that if you like you were saying you know like if you're going to one of these major metropolitan cities Mm -hmm. right seattle new york doesn't have the same military influence clearly the south is different than right. than the northeast or the the west you know for sure as far as numerous things from religion to politics to weather and right. interests right. you know hobbies people don't get into college football as much as we do here in the south like that's mm-hmm. one thing right so how can how can we truly unify if we're all saying that our experience is truth like my experience in the south with xyz is truth and somebody in new york going no mine's the truth and it, and it's interesting as we go down this list the the idea of trying to abide by the the societal definitions of each of these words it it looks near impossible to ever have any type of unity I mean, they are so at contradiction with one another. They're so these these ideas behind the, their definitions are really at war with one another. They, in the initial phases, sound cute. They sound like they can all mesh, but as you start to walk them out, it is inevitable because people are different and our experiences are different. It is inevitable that there will be conflict. It it will not produce unity. If everybody's screaming, my way is the right way, you have to accept my way, my truth. But under the scripture, when you go through these words, it actually drives us to unity because all of these things point back to Christ. And we all have this common person in Christ that we are moving towards in these areas. You know, so for truth for us is that there is one standard and that's the word of God. Right. And everything is tested not against our experiences, not against our educations, books we've read, or whatever our influences are, or the town we live in, or the area of the country we live in. 
all of our truth is put against the one or all of our what we look for as we seek truth everything is held up to one standard being the word of god Mm -hmm. which is which is never changing and i mean has crossed over how many cultures and how many thousands of years and you know like been spread worldwide and no matter where uh the gospel lands it's still true yeah you know like no matter what your your cultural differences are and i i really don't have a problem with people approaching the church and how they do church in a a different cultural way like right my church is going to be different than someone who lives in miami yeah you know or someone that uh lives in a predominantly asian area or something like that you know like there's going to be cultural differences there and that's fine you know but at the same time the core the truth of the gospel never changes yeah and that's that's comfort yeah that that's true comfort that's uh having boundaries is not a bad thing boundaries can really provide a solid assurance yeah and uh trust in in what god says yeah and that's the thing with these things is that just because there are boundaries and there are things that are looked at as right and wrong, you know, be it in our actions and our deeds, there are certain actions that are they're wrong. They're just, you know, we have a legal system for a reason. There used to be some standards of morality that were pretty widely accepted. Um, you know, I'd say there are still some that most everybody agrees with. In I regards mean, to, most people are yeah. against murder. Right. Yeah. That's actually the one I was thinking. I was right. like, you know, most murder and assault type things, most everybody, regardless of whatever they disagree on, we, are going to come to some agreement in those things. Right? We would have said stealing before, you yeah. know, 2020, but now that's kind of up in the air, I guess. Yeah, well, I don't know. In the '90s, we used to pirate uh, music. So. <laughs> was that stealing? Was it? I thought it was. You're the musician. Yeah, I don't know. I'll let I'm you be the judge of that. Totally stealing. <laughs> totally, totally stealing. Totally stealing. But you know, but there are. I mean, and and that's not a bad thing. There is a a comfort in that. I mean, most kids. Once you have kids, you let your kid live like the this with these modern societies. The kid's gonna go buck wild. Mm-hmm. The kid is gonna run the household. The kid is not gonna respect authority. Not gonna respect their, their parents. They're gonna be entitled. They're gonna expect you to give in to every little whim they have everything that they want you know and it's it's going to deplete you mm-hmm. you know so boundaries are good boundaries are loving right you know there are there are things that we that aren't good because there are consequences to those actions right. you know and scripture is held as the standard so that's why everything is based on this foundation of truth so when we talk about what is a christian what does it mean to be a christian we put that our definition up against the standard against scripture And what scripture says about what it means to be a follower of Christ and what it means to be a Christian. When we look at love, we hold that word up against the standard of scripture. So what does the Bible say is love? And I mean, it's pretty intense because like we said earlier, it, it it pulls us to this place of love your enemy. Right. right. Not just loving those that agree with you, tolerate you, validate you, whatever. Right. Saying that we love the people who hate us. Right. I mean, that's not easy to do, you know, and then in our actions, we hold our actions up against scripture. It's not a whatever feels good, do it. It is, is this thing or is my heart, mm-hmm. where is my heart in this action? You know, is 
that in line with scripture? Is that in line with the standard of truth? And, you know, I mean that <laughs> when it comes to even morality, like I was thinking about like, like the, um, like giving, right? Mm-hmm. So each of us, we give to different organizations and things. And, and then we talk about social media, right? And the influencers and their giving on the streets right. as they video it right. and make it a, a feature film. What is our motive? What is our heart? Is our, is our heart in the deed to serve, mm-hmm. right? And to show love to somebody or is it to self-gloss? Because, you know, one of the things in First Corinthians was that love is not arrogant. Right. And it, it's tricky, too, because you can have that weird kind of pious view on things where, well, I'm not going to take a video because I am pious. So... <laughs> I'm not going to tell anyone that right. I'm giving all this money over here. Right. And then, and, but still you're giving yourself that gloss yeah. then, you yeah. know, and it, it's, it's really interesting. I mean, pride is so hard to see yeah. a lot of the time and, and, and arrogance and, and, and how you, how are you really loving someone? How yeah. are you really, and how, how's the Bible telling you to love someone um, can be really hard to define outside of our, our pride and uh, our own selfish tendencies and, and the way we want to have ourselves lifted up. But no, I, I, I completely agree with you on the, I mean, on all of these that, that when we have a standard, when we have, you know, like these boundaries or if, if that's even what you want to call them, it, it's just, we have a rock to, to stand on. It, yeah. It's not like we're just starting in the middle of a sheet of paper with no lines and trying to find out where up is or draw something straight or something. It, it's like we have a standard. We have a view of what God has put before us. He gives us his truth and his word. Um, he tells us about his he gives us this whole collection of books with all these different stories and people and experiences and teachings bound together to that never, you know, never deviate from his standard. Yeah. They're always true. And it's always been true and always will be true. And there's a, a comfort in having that thing to stand on. Yeah. So, I mean. So, yeah. So, that's good. So, yeah. So, just to sum up, you know, where we are with definitions, you know, this this is where we stand. So, anytime going forward on this podcast, when you hear the word Christian or uh, the words love, uh, deed, or truth, when you hear these words, you know what we mean when we say them. There is no doubt in your mind. That, that we are holding the biblical view of these words. We're not out to be social justice warriors or keyboard warriors. We're not out to be whatever. It goes back to whose kingdom are we trying to write? Yeah. Ours or God's? Whose name are we trying to elevate? Ours or God's? And, you know, we just wanted to be known that this is where we stand. This is where this podcast stands. So myself, any guests that come on here, you know, this is where we are going to stand with these definitions. We are holding the, the Bible up as the standard for what is truth, what is love, um, what are godly loving deeds and actions towards others, uh, and what it means to be a Christian. And that will will always be our standard. We will always hold to scripture. That's the bottom line. Right. I agree. So, all right, man, any final thoughts? When you have conversations with people, understand that their definition of some of the words you may use may be different and and really try and take that into consideration when you're having that conversation. So when when you decide to say something like, you know, we we need to love 
love one another. Really, really try and define that before you uh, just assume that we're, we're talking. <laughs> that is great advice because I've actually had that happen uh, out in the field at work. I travel a lot for work with marketing and I'll run into people and these words will come up. I'll have people who say that they're Christians. And I, I was talking to Helena about that. Actually, I was like, you know, I've, I haven't in every situation, but I've started to say, you know, what what do you mean by that? Right. When you say you're a Christian, what do you mean? You right. know, and, uh, and, and that started happening because I got home and then when I go through their social media and I see all this universal stuff and stuff from Richard Rohr and other people that are not Christian. Right. And I'm like, okay, I, I think we may have had different definitions. So now I, I'm starting to be like, Hey, just for sake of conversation, like, what do you mean when you say that? You know, a lot of people mean different things and I'm just asking, cause if we're going to have a conversation, probably good on the front end to know that we're talking, that right. we mean the same thing as we're having that conversation. Right. And when, I mean, for me, it, the trigger is when someone says, well, you know, I'm a good person. Mm. You know, and immediately I'll want to go into this theological debate of right. like, oh, what is good and you yeah. are not and right, all that right, kind of stuff. Right. So instead, I've, I've been trying to reframe it as positioning of, well, well I'm, I'm glad you feel that way. I don't feel that way. Right. Because you know? I, I know all the bad things and, and failures I've had in my life. So yeah. the only way I can be good is through Christ. You know, like just kind of repositioning that whole conversation to where it's not even a debate. It's just like, if we're doing the my truth thing with air quotes and stuff, well, here's the truth I'm going to tell you because it's from the Bible. My truth is biblical truth and is that I am not good, that there is not good. And that's a great approach, right? Because it, you know, and this goes into a whole other topic of evangelism and things like that, but you're putting it, you're bringing it back to you like, and you not being good so you're not like it's not this well you're not good and like attacking them and almost in doing that we almost it's like a self-righteous like i am good i'm not even good but you're less (laughs) than my bad i'm good because i recognize that i'm not good (laughs) you're less good because you don't see that you're not good right so that's good that's that's actually really good so glad you brought that up cool Dwayne. thank you so much for joining me on the deed and truth podcast we've already talked about some other topics i'm excited uh, to have you back i'm excited to listen and i'm excited about some of the topics that i've seen and i think this is going to be really good yeah all right thank you for having me yeah man Big shout out to my buddy Dwayne for joining me on Deed and Truth. Thank you all for listening and make sure you check back with us next week. Deed and Truth will be dropping new episodes every Monday. So subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you don't miss an episode and be sure to share the podcast with your friends. You can connect with us on social media by going to Facebook, Instagram, or YouTube and searching the Deed and Truth podcast or Twitter by searching at Deed underscore Truth. You can also check out our website, deedandtruthpodcast.com. All right, we'll see y'all next time.